Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Monday morning, the beginning of a new week, starting a new day. It's March 4th. We're already rolling on. Next weekend is when we turn our clocks, we spring forward. That's how it works. So we're going to go forward, and it will be light later. So that will be really cool. I always look forward to that. I don't know why. I just love change. And so it'll be it'll be. I guess, in the following week. So today's show, we've all had to deal with someone we love passing. And it just happened last week to one of us in the group, uh, Marco, who lives in the Netherlands. And he didn't have much time from point of knowing something was wrong to dying. It was literally all within a month's time. And in that time, I got to know his family, family who was, um, he could not type anymore. He was too weak to type, and he would have his brother send me updates. And after he passed, his mother wrote me and told me what a beautiful son he was and how much she loved him and how many people came. This was on Saturday because they had the funeral on Saturday. And what a joy he was, and that she will miss him very, very much. And his brother, who said it was a gift to be able to be with him and to witness this. And going through this with them, because I went through it with parents, hearing someone else say the same things I was saying, even though I missed them, even though it brought tears to my eyes to even begin to think of them, forget the crying that that took place out of missing them. But at the same time, there's something that we weren't taught about leaving. We've been taught to fear dying, fear leaving, as though we're never going to leave. And yet every single one of us is going to go back. And when people say, well, we're just visiting and this is just the cape that's holding my soul and all this stuff, yeah, we can call it whatever we want. But in truth, we're here (laughs) and we're veiled. And when we pass, we are no longer veiled. And sometimes I think of, wow, when, when we die is when we actually wake up if you could imagine that thought. But I really thought it because parents and seeing them be unable to sustain and the peace they were in, not only the peace they were in, but watching my mom leave and seeing her entire face light up with joy, just pure joy that my sister and I who witnessed that happening, we couldn't cry. She was so happy. It was an incredible sight. It made me not scared to die. 
But on top of that, seeing and knowing Christ and experiencing life and having Christ explain to me things later on, my fear of dying just went completely away. Because first you, you say, okay, I'm not scared to die. I saw my mom die. And basically, she taught me. She taught me how. There's so much grace, so much love, so much caring, and immediately so much honor for that soul's life and work that they have done for you, with you, in your life. And then I really went back and thought about the things Christ said to me about life and why he was visiting me and why I was telling everybody and why I was writing the books was to tell everyone powering. And the empowerment is in losing any fears. And it's not having no fear and you're going to go jump off a cliff because instinctively that's a different thing. That's not even fear. That's just pure instinct and logic. You don't jump off a cliff. If a room is dark, you know, and people always say, well, we still have fear. If a room is dark and you don't know what you're walking into, that's not even fear. That's just logic. You walk in, you know that something is there. You don't want to bump into it or hit yourself. Now, if you think there's a boogeyman in there, that's another story because that's fear. But that fear was with you before you walked in that room. That room just brought it out into a dark room, you should be apprehensive. So it's not that fear is taught or not taught or that we don't have it or we do. When we sense something is not okay, we are going to fear it if we don't understand it. But understanding eradicates that. So just to say something about fear because there's always the nitpickers that say, well, but what in this, you know, 0.0001% situation? Well, okay. But for this of understanding, the fear of us dying is the biggest fear we all have because that is the biggest thing that can happen. And yet now since all of this started with me seeing Christ, we're hearing words like celebration of life, ceremony. We are hearing things of, you know, this person left with beauty. We were all there. We played music. You hear all these different scenarios of how we're treating passing continues to empower us because we are learning. But the things Christ showed me, I can't deny the fact that there was no hell, that the hell that we have is when we cannot feel love. Those feelings, those truths, took away my fear of thinking of every single thing I did wrong every time I thought of God. Well, well, God would be mad at me today because I did this. Or 
God would be upset with me because I did that. It just goes on and on in our minds and we just find reasons of why we shouldn't be okay. And that is truly when we're dead. Even though our body's here, our mind isn't doing us any good. It's taking away from us. And when our mind is taking away from us, that's when we're dead. I would rather, if I had a choice, die happy today the way I feel than to be depressed every single day, hating life, not knowing how I'm going to take care of my health or myself in a way that I don't find the light in it. Feeling like that. You're tired. You don't want to do anything. That was explained to me by Christ as death. We haven't allowed our soul to partake, to participate, to be a part of our own lives. Anything that stops us from life feels like it's killing us. And it is. In its own way, it is. Then we're fighting why. Now, you don't deserve it. You're not worth it. Everybody else gets it. You're suffering. Coming clean with our feelings. Coming clean with who we are to ourselves. Forget anyone else you could ever know because that changes throughout your life. You can please your parents all you want, and then one day they have to go home before you if they were in the natural course of things. We may not. We may have friends. They may move. They may pass. Other things may happen. The people that come in and out of our lives, we cannot guarantee ever. But if we can handle ourselves within that, we will always be okay. People feel most alive, most alive. They are happy. And they feel most not a part of anything when they're isolated and depressed for whatever reason they choose to be isolated and depressed. And I say choose, and I don't say that lightly. Because I know in my time when I did not feel okay about something, it's one thing to not feel okay and feel like you have to solve it. And it's another thing to feel stuck like you can't get out, like you have sticky glue on your feet and you cannot walk forward. And we have to physically die at some point. So what happens between feeling like life isn't worth living and actually dying? When people know that they're going to die, they calm down. Go to visit somebody who's going to pass. You end up feeling like you've just learned something from them. Because what we just witnessed was somebody facing our biggest fear. 
And the best part is they don't even know where they're going yet, but they know they're going and they have come to a place of acceptance. I remember one week, Marco writing me and telling me how scared he was to leave, even with everything he knew. And a few days later, he said, okay, now I'm ready. Because he had to catch up to overcoming that fear. But where we go, that's the big question. And all the beautiful things, except love, caring, whole, feeling whole, and that inner peace, we find that. We become whole when we go and glorify here about God, about Christ, and not use it as a weapon amongst each other. If we say Christ doesn't judge, then don't judge yourself. If you say God loves everyone, you have that ability too. Because once you feel that, you can never not know it again. And because Christ showed me to the level of capacity that we can feel that, and we have free will with loving people, and some people would do some horrible things, not judging them, but understanding enough to make choices not to participate with them was hard for me because I thought, well, I got to love everybody, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done. It doesn't mean we don't hold each other accountable. It doesn't mean that we just lay down and let people run rampant in our lives. Do have a reason for saying yes, And no, we do have a reason for being able to make choices on which way to go. So what happened to my brain, once I saw that, once I would run into something that was really off, I would pray for them. Just from my heart to God. And I realized that God doesn't pray for us to God to try to guide us. And how does God try to guide us? He gives us thoughts. We get these thoughts that we feel came out of nowhere to help ourselves. Well, you know what? I could do this if I just go back to the fork in the road. And that started again the same way. But I know what I have to do. It just feels like it might take too much time, and I don't have the patience. I need an answer right now. Well, if you need an answer right now, you will get an answer right now. But it might not be the answer you actually needed. So what will happen to you in your mind, you will know that you didn't, you didn't get to your final destination with that experience. So it will stay in your life until you do. And as we get older, we start to see how our decisions impact everything else we do or say 
or care about. So then we become a little bit more cognizant of the fact that our decision today will affect our lives. So we make better decisions as we get older. But we go into peace. And when we feel that peace on earth, when people say peace on earth, when we feel that, we don't feel time. We don't see all the stuff that's not working because we are working. And it's the closest to home we will feel on earth is when we feel peace. Not when we get everything we think we want because then we just replace it with something else we want. But when you can take a breath of peace, that's a bridge, a bridge that can go here before you go home. And that's what happens when we're dying, is we feel that peace. And we strive to feel it throughout life. But life is designed, it's designed for challenge, believe it or not. We all know that now. At first we think, wow, we're just having all these problems all the time. We're not. You're here, challenges, and overcome them one by one by one by one. Even there's nobody on earth. If somebody tells you that they have arrived and they have the answer to everything and they don't have any challenges, they would scare me to death. There's always something for us to feel, to know, to care about. To learn because we will be learning the same things over and over again. Another Christism. We will learn the same things over and over again, but we will learn them in greater depth. We will learn them deeper and deeper and deeper. And that understanding gives us a deeper and deeper peace. So then when you come to even a bigger challenge, you have the tools. The dying doesn't happen when we die. The dying happens when we stop learning. Where we go at the end of the day, there is no bad news. There is only peace. Now, we go and we say, but there are some people that are really bad really bad, and they do this, and they've done that. They've killed another person. How is that reconciled once we get home? But it's not your job to judge them. We can put them away and keep them away from people because they don't deserve to be around people because they will hurt them. And now that we know that, we have to separate them from the pack. But where does that come in to their soul once they die because obviously their love is injured and what Christ calls them is of opposite mind some people who are here who have no empathy no sympathy they cannot feel they are emotionless and when you see them get caught there's nothing there no one's home they're like a pure catalyst but when we go back and we are before God 
our lives we are gone through because now we're like taking an inventory of our lessons and it's gone through and we feel every single thing that we made other people feel good, bad, or indifferent. We will feel pain to those we've given pain to. We will feel their pain. We will feel our effect on them. And it's not an easy thing to go through because that's where our learning completes itself, not here. That's why we keep getting challenged here. But once we go home, those kind of challenges are no longer needed and we are no longer veiled. So we will see the ripple effect. Let's say you said something great in life and it affected one person and then that person, because it affected them, it affected the people around them and then the people around them were affected. And you will see the entire chain of that positive statement. You will also see when we do something that we feel compromised in the effect it took upon the world. Not just upon your little environment because so cool. But that's when we come to terms with what we've done. On earth, there isn't a place for that because we don't have the bandwidth emotionally or mentally because we are veiled from seeing the entire picture. But we have free will without seeing the entire picture. But we have to dig deep sometimes. We know what's right and best to do. And we know what isn't. But sometimes we don't stop ourselves one way or the other. And then we have to see why maybe we could have or should have. So where we go from here is that's the first thing that happens. We feel that peace. We feel accepted. We feel loved. That safety puts us then before God. And then we see our lives and we see everything that has happened. Leave. Whether it's your parents, your friends, your siblings. They will come visit you more frequently in the beginning of them leaving than they ever will. And the reason is, is because they're still transitioning and it's easy. It's hard to do later on, harder to do. So they'll come to you through your dreams and that type of thing. The reason being is, and this, and this has happened to me on the opposite. When I first saw Christ, and I know this sounds real alienish, but it's not actually, um, he took me home full time wasn't easy. I mean, it wasn't hard going, but it wasn't easy coming back. I would be exhausted and I would fall asleep for hours afterwards, literally hours. It was, it was, it doesn't happen to me like that. At least hasn't happened to me. I can't say any more about anything, but hasn't happened to me for a while. But in the beginning, It was a lot. And every single thing that I saw at home was, I want to just say there was nothing but love. 
but love wasn't what we think it is. It was a definite, I want to say, imagine a world where every single thing is a doorway to learning more and more and more. It just never stops. And every single thing has a job, every emotion, every color. You know, the wind, the everything has a job, and you start to see that. There is no killing. There doesn't need to be killing for anything. It's not like there's a running out of room or a place where, you know, there's not enough land for the people. That that doesn't, it's, none of that obviously exists. But what does exist is learning, 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 learning. And souls are, like, obviously we're not in a body, but souls that have here sometimes like certain personas and will put that, but you'll always know who the soul is, but they will be that image in front of you. It's very, it's not anything we were taught and that I thought, and it took me a while to be able to scale back enough to say, holy cow, I was taught all this fear and people in pain and screaming for everything bad they've done. And when I didn't see that, I couldn't reconcile it. But that lack of fear turned depression of not doing what I thought I was capable of doing, being big enough, strong enough, smart enough, whatever it is. That all went away because I realized I was I was my own version of a human being. And, and that's a step up for us in our minds because we look at people as people and we think that they're fine or they're all bad or they're all good or whatever. But we don't include ourselves in the people pool. But then I started seeing people as like these little raindrops of God. Interesting. So past the obvious, for a while, when you talk to older people who their friends are gone and all that's gone, they're ready to go. They're like, yeah, good, man, you know, and I might come back or not. They start talking like that when they've never spoken like that before. And the reason they talk like that is because they have come to terms with the fact that, you know what, I used to not want to die, but, you know, I'm good, I've done, I've done my thing. But they also stop being scared of where they're going because by now life experience has shown them through friends, through family, that we will survive. Our souls are not our bodies. told me when I look in the mirror and I look, I'm like, who is that old guy? Oh, that's me. Gee. So it's been a real eye-opener. Do not fear death because not fearing death is what gives us life. Fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt are not from God. Every single advertisement is sold to us as though if we don't capture life now, we never will. But nothing will bring us happiness except our own understanding that we don't need to be scared of leaving here. We're all going to leave here. When people tell me, I 
I wanted to hurt myself. I say, but why? It's always a fear of living, the bottom line. It's the fear of living. The biggest fear we can have is not of dying, it's of living. And if we can overcome it and live, have a chance to really enjoy this life, no matter what's going on. Nothing is as it seems, or as it is seen. God is way bigger than that. I have 10 seconds, you guys. I'm sorry, this show felt like three minutes. I love you guys, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.